Hello and welcome to It Starts With Beer. I'm your host, Will Sis, and I'm really excited for you to hear this experiment in podcasting. In this episode, I take Wayne and Janice Dunn of the Irish Beer Snob Podcast to Pub Americana, a virtual, multi-sensory hologram bar that I created. Wayne and Janice are Mr. and Mrs. Irish Beer Snob, respectively, and if you're at all interested in the beer scene in Ireland, there are some great sources. So let's listen in as we meet in this brave new space made from bits and bites and our own imagination. Wayne and Janice, I'm so happy you are able to join me on this, the first virtual pub interview that I've been able to set up. You know, I've been like trying to figure out you know, for years how I could create a virtual pub. And, you know, last couple of weeks has, you know, really sped me up. So, I mean, it's got a few glitches. Um, but now, right now, as you can see, we're standing outside of Pub Americana. What do you think? Well, it's better than the Matrix anyway. <laughs> you know what? I take that as a compliment. It's a little pixely, you know. I mean, you can see the sign. You can see the big uh, American flag on top because, again, this is Pub Americana. You see, the idea is, I want you to feel like you're actually here in the States. So Absolutely. It's loving that bald eagle. Isn't he great? Isn't he great? Um, so I'm going to call him Sam. That's what I'm thinking, because I'm not that creative. All right. Great mascot. Thank you. All right. Let's uh, go through the doors. As you can see, the doors, they look a lot like, um, uh, you know, Western-style doors, like you're going into a... Uh, you know, into uh, like we're gonna have a hoedown or something in here, which we can. Uh, it's it's not quite worked out yet. Okay, and as you can see, big roomy spot. We have a lot of extra space because in America we like to just spread out for no particular reason. So um, we got the uh, uh, bar right over here. So we'll just take a seat. In case you're wondering, yes, that is in the form of a saddle. So I hope it's comfortable. Again, all of this is is virtual. I'm so glad you've been beamed in through this hologram. I, I don't know, I, I, this is supposed to be 3D. I, I, I don't know if you can see all of me, but you know, it's- uh, It's not quite Minecraft, but it's there. It, yeah, it's definitely Minecraftian. Uh, thank you for, for, you know, sometimes you gotta use a little bit of imagination with these things. Uh, Absolutely. Now, as you can see, you know, behind the, the bar is a, a, you know, our virtual bartender. I, I do not have a name for him yet. Uh, I don't know. What does he look like to you? He kind of looks like the guy in that fake Simpsons episode, or that episode in The Simpsons where they went to the fake Western town. Have you ever seen so many robot cowboys? And uh, they give uh, Grandpa all the sarsaparillas instead. Non-alcoholic, of course, but we want alcohol in, in this virtual bar. I, you know what? I, 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 will, I will call him... Uh, I'm going to call him uh, Grandpa then. This is going to be Grandpa. Is going to be the bartender. All right. Now, now, as you can see, you have virtual straws in front of you. Uh, well, metal straws, real metal straws, that if I've done my calculations correctly, you should be able to order from Grandpa any beer of your choosing. So I'm, I'm going to be ordering uh, Housatonic Rivers uh, Sacred Grounds. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, a porter made with real coffee. So I'm gonna really put this virtual thing to it through its paces. What, what would you like to order? Just talk to grandpa. 
Uh, I think I'll go with a trouble book brewing ambush juicy pale ale. Actually, I'm in the mood for one of those. Of course, Wayne. And well, I just have to go for Brown Ale by St. Mel's Brewing Company. My pleasure, Janice. Well, I'm going to see if this works. I think it's going to take about uh, two minutes for that to go through. Uh, you know, in the meantime, we'll, we'll get settled. Now, the last time I saw you, it was about four and a half years ago, by my recollection. We were in Dublin, and I uh, got the mega tour of Guinness. So I don't know if I've uh, ever stopped apologizing for how I behaved after, or if I've, you know, I have more to go. But I, I, I'm sorry if I was overserved that day. Did you have any recollection of this, or have you have you pushed it out of your memory like like something that it's a, a bit, it's a bit of a haze? But I think. Um... That's what someone step to your your Irish green card is you know having one too many Guinnesses to see and uh, affecting how your behavior for the day. It, it was it was certainly uh, overwhelming, uh, but I had a wonderful time and the whole country is fantastic. Um, and uh, not that I saw every corner, but the corners that I saw were superb. And uh, thank you so much for your hospitality when when I did make it over there. Now um, let's talk a little bit about you guys and your we'll start with your um irish beer snob venture what what uh tell me a little bit about the background of this take it away janice well it started out with wayne uh first of all um he was very descriptive of all the beers that he'd been trying and he was talking too much to me so i said well first of all why don't you just start a blog and, and tell people what you're experiencing because I'm sick of listening to it. Nice. And uh, it just grew from there. And then people were um, were interested in what I thought about beers and my perspective on them. So that's when we came on. That's when I came on to the podcast. So I think for our podcast, I came on to episode three or four, maybe. Yeah, it was very early. Um I think the first couple of episodes were on my own and I found them very awkward. You know, you, you're kind of having a three-way conversation with yourself and I'm like, I did take my meds today, so uh, this should be not <laughs> this easy. Um, but it definitely, it helped uh, with Janice coming on because it meant that there was more than one voice and we were able mm -hmm. to have, um, play off each other and, and you know, because we know each other so well, obviously. And it was it was really good fun to, to get together on the podcast. Now, does, is that an advantage or a disadvantage knowing each other so well? Because when I get to talk to people, I don't really know them that well. And that way, I have a broad canvas from which to work. Do you find that know what are the advantages of knowing so someone so well when you're doing a podcast like that? Well, as a married man, Will, you know when the look is made that you move on to the next <laughs> next subject. Or ne don't go away. Don't go away. You're thinking of going with that one. Um, it, it like yeah, I think it's really well in, in the sense of we we have not, obviously a natural chemistry that we're able to kind of have a conversation with with brewers or whoever. Where it's it's Janice will ask questions are from her point of view, and I might ask questions that are more on the technical or the business side of things where Janice is more wants to kind of the people side of things, uh, the, the, the kind of the person behind the curtain uh, to, to a certain extent. But it's, you know, we kind of got known very quickly as, as kind of doing it as a husband and wife, which is quite, even now is still, 
when you kind of look at people who are beer communicators, whether it's writing Instagram or whatever, it seems to be a solo project. Um, whereas the two of us do it together. Yes, we have independent social media and everything like that, but it's very much we we are the Irish based on our podcast and blog. Um, so we kind of do it from that point of view. Now, when you approach, uh, oh wait, oh, go, oh, fantastic. Okay, the light came on, letting us know that we can sip from our straws and try Woo-hoo! our beers. So, so go ahead. I and I'm really interested to see how realistic this tastes. Um, I'm gonna feel like Neo in the Matrix here, aren't I? I am getting actually. I'm getting coffee grounds. My, there's something wrong with mine. There's actually, yep. <sighs> Yeah, okay. Actual grounds are coming out of my metal straw, which that's not right. I got to dial that Maybe Grandpa in. didn't have his hearing aid turned up. He did not. He did not. <laughs> First of all, I'm not a robot. It happens. Or his batteries run out on his hearing aid. Uh, yeah, there's so many elements of this. I didn't even think about that. Okay, okay, I'm putting that in the notes for next time. How is yours, Wayne? Tell me about what you're drinking. Mine tastes exactly like I would expect this beer to taste tell me it's more. delicious and fruity and it's just lovely um brings me right back to drinking it in the underdog uh what, what is the name of it again the beer yes it's called um, ambush it's a pale ale by a, a small irish brewery in in kildare i'm actually surprised that um bar americana was able to to rustle it up to be honest well th- we we put your voice through a translator and they was able to understand what what you ordered thank goodness i put that in early because i plan to talk for, to people all over the world and uh i may bring them to club uh pub americana i may change it to club americana um so after hours <laughs> yeah exactly because Let's go lights grandpa <laughs> Yeah, Grandpa suddenly becomes uh, uh, grandson, and he's uh, and, he, and, he, and he's shirtless. It's a whole thing. I don't know. I gotta I gotta talk it over with with the the people helping me uh, create this thing. Um, and how about you, Janice? Uh, how is your beer? What what are you drinking again? I'm drinking a brown ale, and uh, from a metallic straw, it tastes really well. Going down a treat. So good to hear. I mean, carbonation is going to be kind of, you know, something that you feel more than you actually taste, but these things happen. Okay, back uh, to the interview uh, proper. Um, When you approach um, a topic for your podcast, uh, tell me a little bit about what planning goes into it and how you choose the beers that you're going to be uh, highlighting. Well, recently we've been approaching different breweries and we basically, because of the whole COVID thing and not being able to go face to face with breweries, we've been doing it through Zoom and things like that. So we've contacted different breweries about it and um, some of them have been very thoughtful and actually sent us the beers to sample and others we've been able to source from local off licenses and stuff like that. So it's literally whoever's free and can come on. We, we mostly wing it. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the most planning that goes into this is that there is no planning. Aside from getting someone at a certain time um, and place uh, that works for them. But when it's you and me, we, we plan a bit more because yeah. we have 
we uh, kind of research topics to talk about, especially stuff that's going on like here in Ireland and the beer scene here and uh, a new beer that might come on or, you know, something might have happened in Ireland. We, we talk about that quite a bit. Yeah, we, we've kind of been lucky. Well, it's one of the kind of upsides of of the situation we find ourselves in is that we've been able to get brewers who may not normally be available to talk because they're all busy running their businesses. So we've been able to kind of say, look, we just need 40 minutes, 45 minutes of your time. Some evening we can have a beer. It's all pretty relaxed. It's not very formal um, that we've been able to have those conversations. And it's, it's really kind of getting to know the people behind the brewery. Um, but then when we, we do our own, as Janice says, when it's just ourselves talking about things, we definitely do research and we might even, you know, put out uh, questions to our audience to see if there's anything they kind of think or um, kind of topical stuff that's happening in the news, um, whether it's breweries, new beers, takeovers, closures or whatever. It's just it all forms part of the, the magic sauce. Absolutely. Now, when you um, uh, have been dealing with this latest horrible development that's keeping us all at home, um, how has drinking changed in, in Ireland uh, and has it evolved even since, say, you know, late February? Yeah. Um, We're drinking a lot more at home. Yeah, I think when, the, when it was announced that the pubs were closing around St. Patrick's Day, so in context, it's, that is St. Patrick's Day is the busiest week period for mm -hmm. uh, Irish pub owners. So they all would have stocked up and got in extra stock because they would be so busy, not only with Irish people going out to have a few drinks and, and everything, but also to have international visitors coming in mm -hmm. from all over the world to experience St. Patrick's Day. So like the bars have been closed since then, and the indications are that bars probably won't open again until July, August. August. Um, so... Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of forced people to, like, obviously they can't go to the pub to get a drink now, but they'll, they'll be able to get beer at the supermarket or beer in, in specialist beer shops or wherever. But it's also forced breweries into small packaging that mm. would normally have, have done that. And like, there's a great sense, sense of community over here between all the brewers and the customers and everybody wanting to support each other. It's, yeah. it's actually quite heartwarming to, to see what's happening over here and mm. the people rallying behind their favourite brewery or their favourite off-licence. Yeah, because they're buying direct from the breweries now. I know for, for you guys, it's not it's not possible in, in some states to do that where you, we can we can go online and order a case of 24 beers or wherever from a brewery and it'll be delivered to our house within two to three days. Um, and there's such a variety, like the standard of beer has gotten, is getting so good now in Ireland that there's such a variety of beer styles being made that you could go to one brewery and they'll have five or six or seven different beer styles that you're able to um, to taste and enjoy at home. I think, I think for, for personally for me, the first couple of weeks of lockdown were like, let's have a beer. It's four o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon, but it's what am I going to be doing um, kind of things. And, you know, it's, it, I think this, this whole experience might change people's habits of consumption where they might realize, well, what am I missing from a pub when I can, 
you know, have like when this all settles down, you'll be able to have friends and drink what you want and eat what you want. And so, um, but like, we'll have to see, like the Irish pub is obviously a hugely important um, tourism tool, um, but also in a lot of places are the social hub of the community, like weddings, funerals, holy communions, baptisms, that kind of stuff. So it's, it, it, it's interesting to see what way it goes. Yeah, um, I mean, do you think that, I certainly think that within the next couple of years, we're going to evolve into whatever will be will be normal, and I think a lot of it will be bringing people back, but how do you think people are going to handle not being able to have a, a wake, for example, uh, at, at a pub, or uh, are people really just going to be meeting in other spaces? Interesting well, question. That's a, a very interesting question. I think it's that right now we're at that point where the vast majority of people are compliant with the kind of guidelines and the rule and the law, I, I suppose. But the fact that pubs aren't even open, it, it takes it away as an option. What is that to say that they're not meeting in someone's house? Mm -hmm. Like for a funeral in particular, it's obviously a hugely emotional event. Um, and the Irish tradition of a, of a wake at a funeral is is a massive tradition. I would say that it's still probably happened, but maybe a little bit more clandestine um, than going to the, you know, you go to the local pub and everyone knows that that was Jimmy's pub and where he used to have a pint and a whiskey and everyone's go there and have a few beers to remember him. But it'll be interesting to see how it all changes. I think I think once we get a vaccine and things like that, I think people it, normality will resume very quickly there i think sure i mean of course my money is on uh virtual pubs and holograms uh yeah. but i don't know how to market that to funeral homes and i'm thinking <laughs> that's probably insensitive to even try but um it's not it's never stopped me uh before uh what about um breweries you had mentioned a little bit about how they've uh, changed their mode of of getting beer out to the public if the tap rooms are closed uh, i know that in connecticut the, you know they changed a law that allowed uh, that now allows breweries to deliver which they never were able to do before it may actually be temporary they're going to maybe take that away at a certain point uh, but curbside pickup is really the the seems to be the best way to support um, breweries right now is that uh, the way uh, that it works there as well yeah, it's, it's kind of strange. We don't really have a taproom culture like mm. in the States. Um, there has been legislation brought forward to enable small breweries to have a taproom space and give people tours, but the, the opening hours are very restricted. The, the, the publican influence on, on, on the lobby, on, on lobbying on the legislation is very clear that they're not allowed to have certain events. They're not allowed to be open at certain times. You have to do a tour to be able to go. You can't just walk in off the street and buy beer directly. Now, the, a lot of Ireland's licensing laws are based off old Victorian English tax law. So currently the, the, the legislation states that a brewery with a manufacturing license to make beer can only sell beer in quantities of approximately 19 litres. Now, I don't know what that equates to in in US measurements, um, but that would be, you know, that's like two or three cases of, of big mm -hmm. bottles of beer. Now, a lot of people don't want to buy that much beer. So what we've seen is breweries have just said, right, well, we'll team up with a local licensed 
premises and sell using their license, or they'll just sell direct anyway. Because I don't think I don't think the the re, the IRS are equivalent of the IRS wants to be seen to be prosecuting businesses for just trying to mm. survive essentially during this mad time that we're in. Yeah, that would the, the optics on that would be kind of bad. Uh, but yeah. I, I remember that there were now it's coming back to me uh, that there were um, you would go to a bar, and then that would be more or less the bar for a brewery, right? Like Galway uh, Bay, you would go mm-hmm. to a uh, a bar that, a pub that would carry their beers exclusively, mm-hmm. I think, or how, how does that, is it, that? Yeah, like, like the model here is kind of, most, most beer is sold, is either sold by the breweries to distributors who then sell it to a wide range of venues, wet restaurants, other independent pubs, hotels, that kind of thing. They'll sell direct themselves probably to, we're seeing a lot more servicing local now. Mm. Like when you were here four, four, four and a half years ago, there was definitely a, a chasing the dragon in the sense of breweries down the country were sending beer to Dublin because they thought that's the way they needed to do it to, to make money. But there's so much choice in Dublin all the time that, if that beer is on today, there's no guarantee it'll be on next week because another brewery has come in with a keg to say, well, you put this on and, and see how it goes. So we've seen a bit of a focus now on, on selecting bars in in their own local areas to, to sell through. Um, but Galway Bay are one of the larger breweries and so a part of house that would have a number of their own bars in Ireland. Um, that all, it gives them, they're able to sell draft direct, but they also bottle and can their beer as well so your, your average customer can buy it in a, a local bottle shop and drink it at home as well so they're kind of covering both both bases but when you were over here well the last time you really couldn't get a galway bay beer on draft in another pub no you could time, get you yeah. could get the pack you could get packaged beers could you you could get bottles but then they didn't do draft outside their own group yeah. but now they do but now they do so you could be in a pub down the country and they'd have a Galway Bay beer on yeah. tap because they've got a nationwide distributor that sells their beer now. Um, so it's all, it's all quite interesting. Are you finding that breweries in Dublin or Galway are facing this and um, doing better or worse than breweries in other parts of the country? Um, I'm just choosing them, uh, those locations as you know, cities that I'm aware of, um, yeah. and cities that are a little bit bigger. Um, but you know, it com- compared to like, are is there a differentiation between urban and rural when it comes to how breweries and and bars in general, I guess, are are facing this? That's that's a tough one, really, mm-hmm. um, because I know. I know breweries in in Dublin, the beers are a lot more accessible to to surrounding counties. But when you talk about like the the beer that I'm drinking t- tonight, that's that's not that's not too easy to to come by, really, is it? Especially on draft, like in, in our in our town, because we're we can get it on bottles. Yeah, we're we're but in draft, but where yeah. we live, like there's the the pubs don't really sell, you know good beer as we call it or craft beer or whatever mm. you want to however you want to label it so it can be difficult for us to get stuff personally yeah generally generally the dublin breweries with a few notable exceptions there are one or two really small breweries operating in dublin um would would have a more nationwide presence because 
they've kind of built off a strong local Mac and they've gone, we can go to Cork and Galway and wherever. Whereas if you kind of move to breweries that are maybe in the kind of the commuter land or the hinterland, so maybe a couple of counties further away, like taking St. Mel's as an example, they're about 90 minutes to two hours drive from Dublin. So they're not that far, but they, they have concentrated on their local area for getting the kegs and kegs sold. Um, whereas they're happy to package and send bottles nationwide. So I got a little uh, distracted in this bar. They let, they let dogs in. I don't remember creating uh, a virtual dog. Wow. That, that was, that was really surprising. I'm going to name you Lola. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is definitely turning into the wait. matrix. Has that cat or dog gone past twice now? What? I'm expecting Agent Smith to burst through a wall. Well, can we talk about the one that's sitting beside me? Yeah, our, our dog has managed to sneak in here as well. I don't know how that happened. That, well, you know what it is. I, I think that I think I, I know what it is, is that the, uh, the hologram machine that I mailed to you guys was just a little too big, and it was obviously big enough on this end to, to let in a four-year-old 72-pound... Uh, uh, dog. So she, she, she seems, I mean, I can touch her and everything. It's amazing. I, I'm actually really impressed with myself in creating this. Good this work here. Yes. Now, um, can you highlight a couple of breweries that you think have kind of interesting stories? Um, maybe, you know, just thinking of 2020, uh, whether it was prior to the, sh you know, the, the lockdown or, or because of the lockdown or since that maybe people don't know about. Get, get, tell us a little bit about the local scene. There you go, Wayne, you can take this one. <laughs> well, there's, like, there's so many good breweries around the country now. I think everyone, like the brewing community is quite small, but it's also quite collegiate and friendly that if someone's having a problem, they'll pick up a colleague and everyone views each other as equals. As in they pick up the phone to a colleague. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Um, God, this this synth hall is really, really strong. Um, but what we, we've seen a number of things where some breweries have, have pivoted into making hand sanitizers for local hospitals and, and care homes. Um, we've seen breweries, so like thinking immediately, there's Black's Brewery down in Kinsale in Cork that... They're the first co-joined brewery and distillery in Ireland. So they make their own gin. They make their own rum. They've just put the, the first runs of whiskey into barrels. So it has to age for three years to be Irish whiskey. Um, but they make hand sanitizer as well. To the other extent, you've got Kildare Brewing um, down in just outside Nace in Kildare. And they've made a beer that when they sell it, they donate proceeds to um, frontline staff in hospitals to help them, whether it's equipment or childcare or whatever, part of house brewing have done something similar. But you, you just, I suppose, it, you're seeing the best of people, I think, at this time. The other one that I took part in recently was we had our first virtual beer mm -hmm. festival. That was fun. Who are That was really, that? really good fun. Um, it's, uh, his name is Brian and he runs Crack Beer Community. Yeah, not the bad crack, the good crack. <laughs> Just, just to highlight that Practicing for you. fun. Yeah. C-I-A-I-C, not the uh, other kind. In pub Americana, all crack is great. So, <laughs> I don't know why. At least in this one, we won't lose our teeth. <laughs> True. So, 
he was able to curate um, a box of beers through uh, an online source called Beer Cloud. And I think there was seven or eight different breweries who, and there was two beers from each brewery. Mm. Am I right? Yeah, I don't know the exact number. And it was on a, it was, it was run on a Saturday afternoon and he organized, it was all done through Zoom. He organized all the brewers to be, to be there and to talk about the beers and their stories behind it. And I'd say um, at any one time, there was easily about 80 people logged into it. So you would get the beer yourself in real life, bring it back. And then you'd all say, okay, it's now it's time to crack open this. And yeah. yeah. Did you find that the crack was good? I mean, it it, was brilliant. It's brilliant. It was mighty. (laughs) I, I find myself, you know, on Zoom, which we are not on at all because we are in a hologram, a lot easier um, uh, in, in face-to-face than on a Zoom. I find that I'm much more um, reserved and don't really, you know, maybe I don't trust it or something, but I'm glad. And you know what it would help would be many different types of beer. Yeah. yeah, your inhibitions would disappear pretty quickly after a 14 different beers, did you say? Yeah, well, I, I'd had enough of beer now, and I moved on to gin. <laughs> did, so beer <laughs> first, then gin? Is that is that a good combination? Yeah. Uh, well, at the time it is. <laughs> yeah, but what's that saying? You fill, you're filling up on beer, and then I can't drink any more beer, so I'm having spirits. But this is the ideal world. You can have alcohol without getting full. <laughs> uh, is that it? Um, so that's the beauty of virtual relations it's just uh you know it's it's whatever you want it to be what do you think uh like let, let's say you found out tomorrow that um your city or ireland altogether was going to open up in a week uh what would you plan on doing first where would you go what would you do straight to the hairdresser <laughs> Not even beer related. You've got to get that <laughs> hair done. I hear you. Get those roots cut. <laughs> yeah, right. Split ends removed. And then <laughs> and then rebook our luxury hotel stay. Yeah, we, we had a couple of nice uh, mini staycation breaks booked that we've had to cancel, unfortunately. But um, yeah, like if Ireland was opened up next week, would I want to be clambering down straight to the pub? I don't think so. <laughs> to be to be frank, that's like that's the risk averse person in me. But like, even just to be able to give my my niece nieces and nephews a hug, you know, you know that kind of way. But definitely getting the haircut because it's what it's been. Definitely nearly two months since my hair has been done. I'm beginning to feel like sideshow Bob. <laughs> Again with the Simpsons references, which I think is fantastic. Because, uh, you know, what kind of world is it? It seems like it's been created around us and it's swirling. And I think I hope we come out of this, uh, you know, a little bit wiser, a little bit more appreciative of things that we took for granted. I couldn't um, have even imagined a sci-fi plot that would be this insidious because it's, it's not like... Uh, something came from another planet. It's it's something from within that is causing us to be so separated. I, and I, I don't know. I now again at Cl- at at Club Americana, which is now it's now changed to Club Americana because there's no way I'm not going to say that. Good beats playing in the background. What what was that? What do you hear in the background? 
Good Beats. Not YMCA, I can hear in the background. <laughs> Why it is. That is actually the thing now at Club Americana. YMCA plays every 15 minutes. So you have to jump in and do your thing. That's that's the I, way it I see that no longer Grandpa is now doing the YMCA dance and doing the costume changes as well. Look at that. That's a lot of leather. I did I did not think he could pull that. Grandpa. Grandpa, you're looking great. You're looking fantastic. Why, thank you. Um, I had a I had some sort of uh, direction that I was going in with this, but you know, you know, it does it doesn't really matter. This uh this virtual uh this virtual uh, Husatonic Sacred Grounds is uh is it's not potent. It's only five percent alcohol by volume, but you know, it's it, I think I'm more caffeinated than I was uh, before. So that's something I got to work with uh, tinker with a little bit. Even giving you the little twitch. It is. It is. That's what it's, what it's doing. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna have this tomorrow morning. Uh, start off the day. See with if your conflicts. Exactly. And see if it's any different. Now, um, you had mentioned the uh, uh, virtual um, get-togethers. Have mm -hmm. you been doing any? Have you been doing more online things than you have in the past? And what would you recommend for someone who um, you would like to get familiar with the Irish beer scene? How could they participate, or what should they be? Who should they be following? Uh, give a shout out to some of the the people that you think are doing it well. Yeah. Us? <laughs> yeah. Well, naturally. of course, Irish Beer <laughs> Snob. What's your uh, website again? Um, IrishBeerSnob.wordpress.com. Brian in Crack Brew. Was it Crack, crack Brewing? Crack Beer Community. Crack Beer Community. Um, he's doing a really good job. He's He's obviously organized the first virtual festival, um, but he also does a virtual pub night on a Friday evening as well. Mm -hmm. So again, it's all done through Zoom, but you, you register and it's it's basically people get together and they have a beer and have a, a chin wag um, and, you know, chew the fat basically. And he, he does that those events regularly. There's going to be another online beer festival um, shortly. Um, I, so, yeah. I think he was looking at the end of May. Um Friends of ours in the UK, um, it's called Opinions uh, from the Beer O'Clock Show. They do a, a podcast, but they do they do a fantasy pub crawl. Um, they did one last weekend, and I think they're planning one again for later in May, where it's 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 one hour slots, um, and it's basically they encourage people to change their Zoom backgrounds to be their favorite pubs, and it's conversation about why it's your favorite pub, and it, it's. And everyone kind of gets to know each other. And as, as you've had a few drinks, as you're going along, it, you, you have a bit of fun with it as well. That sounds great. I, I don't, you know, there are parts of this uh, time that I do hope continues. I mean, certainly being able to order up a beer and have it delivered to my house, you know, will be really nice, especially now that I have a two-month-old. I think eventually it will be great to, you know, bring her along. But, you know, for the time being, um, I don't mind paying a little bit more mm -hmm. for the convenience. But, uh, you know, there are some things that I hope, um, you know, don't continue. Uh, certainly, you know, this, this, uh, this distance. Uh, is there anything that you, any innovations that you've seen during this time that you hope continue? Or anything that um, you think is going gonna, is gonna to change uh, for the longer term? Well, I definitely do hope that uh, local restaurants keep up their, their takeaway options. For so long, we've been kind of, I think everyone's kind of been on the tracks going in a particular direction. And this is like we've been derailed. And what we have to do is 
we really have to evaluate where we are as as a as a society and yeah. what kind of society we want. I, I my personal hope is that we're all kinder to each other and realize that not everyone has it easy and you know to stick out the hand and, and help people up rather than pushing them down. And I think I think we are beginning to see the nicer things in in the world more so than the negative things in the world. My thanks to Wayne and Janice Dunn of the Irish Beer Snob Podcast. On Twitter and Instagram, follow Wayne at Irish Beer Snob, and Janice is at Mrs. Beer Snob on Twitter and Mrs. Underscore Beer Snob on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Leave a Venmo tip, if you can, for me at William-Sis. Tell the world about the podcast. It starts with beer. Available for listening on many platforms. Until next time, sip well. <laughs>